0: I was waiting.
1: It was me waiting. (laughs) All right, one second. Here, cheers. Vodka. Congratulations on beating twenty
2: twenty three. We survived.
1: I survived, bitch.
2: It's the whole episode.
1: All right. Hi everyone. My name is Brandon Patrick. That's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast.
0: Is that what this is called?
1: The Super Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Also, sometimes media about the queers. It's a little bit of both now.
0: I've been known to watch a gay <laughs> show from time and again. I've been known to watch things. I've been known to look at a screen.
1: <laughs> All day. All day, every day. <laughs> Me looking at my cell phone is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, not you at work.
0: The black mirror.
1: What? it's actually um it's lit up so it's not a mirror um it's It's (laughs) so you're probably wondering why we gathered you here today Mm -hmm. it's the end of the year which means we get to talk about books that we've read this year we
0: don't talk about books ever
1: no i don't even know how to fucking read
0: that's my line
1: wait a minute (laughs) wait a minute Give me your script. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> I pulled that out of my hole. Where was this?
0: Your hole. You just said. Girl. I that out. Girl.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we're here to talk about our, I said top five for me because I can't fathom picking more than that. Yeah. I have four books in one show. Okay. What's your math?
0: I think the same. No, oh,
1: okay. I lied. Three books, two shows. Yes, I figured.
0: I don't read.
1: <laughs> no, we really. This year was um, full of um, some <laughs> some times, some
0: trials and some tribulations. Yeah, the
1: trials time. were tribulating. Some
0: strife. Yeah, not the cloud kind. Of I was going to
1: say not not. Don't bring cloud into this.
0: No, like actual strife. Yeah, not real strife.
1: Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What's your vibe?
0: It doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: Okay. (laughs) Will do. Um,
0: Should we do what we have in common first? Because we have some cross-contamination. Oh,
1: we do? Oh, Yeah. Even
0: though I did see your stack, I also agree
2: with some of them.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) I also (laughs) said yes. Um, Yeah, tell me me what our cross-contamination is. Give me one of them. That one. Oh, Spellbound? Yeah! Um, So funny. We just spoke to FT earlier in the year about spellbound because it just came out. I want to say in f- April, February?
2: Yeah. Around
1: that time frame, the first like quarter of the year if you will. Mm-hmm. Um and we just had FT on recently for an episode about their book that is coming out in April of this year.
2: Uh-huh. April 2nd. Mhm.
1: Um, and that one is a magical book as well, but in a different, like, realm and universe, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but Spellbound, um, I just, f- f- all of, f- we were, we were just talking to FT about this. All of FD's books are just really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, this one particularly, I don't think I've ever gotten a holographic book before. Like, this has, really? not holographic, but, like, it has a sheen to it. Yeah, you no, say
0: it's, holographic? Hol- it's
1: holographic. Oh, okay. I thought I was wrong. Yeah, Um, It's like a Pokemon card.
0: Yeah, it's shiny.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have anything in my collection that is like this, of books. Obviously, that doesn't matter specifically for Mm -hmm. the book itself, but um, it's a nice, you know, added little touch.
2: It's cute. Yeah.
1: Um, Spellbound, um, I really feel like this book, out of the, the books that we've read this year... I think this one just, like, stuck out to me. I think I just, like, appreciate FT's writing a lot. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite himbos, who isn't actually dumb at all, (laughs) being in this. Yeah. Um, Scared. Yeah. Um, Also, the character name Rook. Astounding. Mm -hmm. As a pawn, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Rook, which is short for Edison Rooker. And then who's our other friend here oh yes Sun. Sun. yeah Sun and rook um i think two perfect characters i should agree yeah also um son turning into a cat feels right makes Correct. sense um yeah exactly uh captain shadow is here manager shadow is here
0: she's observing but she's staying silent
1: yeah she she doesn't really talk much
0: unless there's food
1: no exactly yeah what are your thoughts on this book like what was your vibe
0: I remember reading it. Oh,
1: that's good. <laughs> it was right at the beginning of the year.
0: No, it was really good. Um, I liked it. I love a little modern fantasy, so you get some, like, nice fantasy elements, but we had some modern tech. Yeah. Uh, past- I like
1: the magic system in this.
0: Yeah, the magic system was really good. Because
1: it's in, like, bubbles of, like, areas that in which magic works, so that's where, like, the magical communities move to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's kind of, like... Magic domes, if you will.
0: Magic domes.
1: Within this area, magic exists, and then outside of it,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, it doesn't. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And um, I also love that, like, you know me, I love a grandmother. Mm. Um, Rook's grandmother is important to the story. Grandmother? Mother? It was grandmother, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, I just like the idea that, like someone who might not have access to magic might actually have access to magic? Like, you actually don't know? Like, telling people that they can't perform magic? It's like, do you really fully know that this person can't perform magic? Yeah. Actually, I do. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I, I think that FT writes, like, romance really well, too, which is nice. I mean, all three of the books that we've read by them, I've really liked the relationship dynamic. Yeah. And Rook... As much as I love like a sunshiny idiot at Mm -hmm. at Golden Retriever, if you will,
2: that
1: that wasn't necessarily what was happening in this book. It was more like someone who's incredibly intelligent, Rook, um, who kind of has to play dumb, if you will, because he can't like give off that like he not knows about magic, but like. He has to, like, shield himself because he's, like, he's trying to put the ma- that magic tracker. I'm forgetting what it's called mm-hmm. at this point.
0: The magic GPS?
1: Yes, the magic GPS. Um, he's trying to hide that he has this, like, tool on him because mm-hmm. it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would get him and Antonia in trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like that Antonia, the, mo- like, most powerful, like, witch, I think, of her time mm-hmm. existing in this... And being like so written, so sarcastically, but also like has an incredible soft spot for this mm-hmm. this person who has like no, like quote unquote no access to magic, mm-hmm. but like remembers magic very fondly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but when his grandmother died, he basically got kicked out of the magical community,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is really sad. It's Sad. Yeah, and also like Sun is really like don't look at me,
0: cute.
1: Look at me, but don't. <laughs>
0: But don't
1: But don't look at me, but do it. pay direct attention to me. But don't. <laughs> but actually it's more like please do not ever look at me. At yeah, me. Why um, are you still
0: looking at me? I know I'm talking, but what if you didn't look at me? While what if you talking? look what if
1: you looked at the wall while I spoke?
0: I think I agree.
1: Run with me here.
0: Yeah. Look at the and wall. And by that I mean
1: you run out of this room and I stay in this room. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that was son.
0: I stay staying in this room.
1: <laughs> I keep that room on me. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you're if you're looking for like a queer magic story, um, this is really great. Also, I think that, gosh, I haven't read into deeper waters in a while, um, so I could be wrong, but I think this was their first FT's like first foray into like the main character being non-binary, if I remember correctly. Out of the ones that we've read, the first book, so this is Ever After, right? That that had. Two, if I remember correctly, two cisgendered. Six gendered?
0: Six gendered?
1: Six genders! Um,
0: Race? S- <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right.
1: It's two cisgendered dudes, if yeah. you will. Um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I will. Um, two cisgendered dudes just being guys, you know?
0: Just a couple of guys. Not talking about me.
1: their feelings. Trying to romance other NPCs, if you will. Um And I will. <laughs> and I will peek the mic as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, they were two cisgender dudes, and I feel like... And then this book happened, and mm-hmm. um, Son is non-binary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gets turned into a cat. Do you need more of an explanation?
0: No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. You turn a, into a cat, you're non-binary.
1: <laughs> I just meant in terms of, like, why you should be reading this oh, book.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, but that too.
1: <laughs> You're a cat! You're non-binary. You're a furry? Non-binary. Oh, no. The
0: entire... Headphone listeners, beware.
1: Yeah, I'm so sorry.
0: Nightmares. Yo,
1: get wrecked. Yeah. What's your... Should I go next, then? Since you did your first pick and it was overlapping? Is there anything else that's overlapping? Yeah. Oh, really?
0: I think. Oh, this one.
1: Oh, yeah. Yo... So this is actually one of our most listened to episodes, Confidence by Raphael Frumkin.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. I don't remember what I said, but I hope it was smart.
1: Raphael follows us on Twitter now because of our episode.
0: Thanks, Raphael. I loved your book.
1: Yeah, so Confidence (laughs) by Raphael Um, I I think I was, like, voraciously reading this book.
0: Yeah, it was really good.
1: If I could say anything about the books I read this year. The five, the four that I have here, I adore like mm-hmm. profusely. Mm-hmm. Confidence, um, literally took me by the throat and said, "Okay, here we go. Come with me now." Bye bye. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't do anything other than read this book and talk about it. Oh, <laughs> big yawn. Oh,
0: <laughs> big slurp. She's she chirping. She's activated. I, yeah. think I activated the cat. It's because
1: you were you were rubbing her literally was, the opposite petting direction. Petting her. You're fur going right. against the grain. It's
0: to... like <laughs> go with the fur, not against it.
1: <laughs> so
0: shout out to my tenth kingdom heads.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, would you like to talk about confidence? If I could say anything about the two books that we have here, or the mm-hmm. the four books, sorry, the, there were two in front of me still. Um, the four books that we have all together, I think Confidence has the most, like, fucked up, complimentary relationship.
0: This, yeah, I really like this because I think as much as we love our little special babies, the, the sweet little teen children that we read about in our precious little YA, which, is, I'm saying that very sarcastically, but <laughs> I also... The way you're saying it is like you're
1: holding a knife to YA going, Oh, your precious little YA! you little
0: fucking babies! But I also do really like the little fucking babies, because it's nice to just, like, read a sweet little, like, saccharine story sometimes. Yeah. But this was very fun, yeah. because... All of the characters. The adults were clocked in, being terrible. Really, not good people, but no. they're so fun to watch. Yeah, like it, I guess this is what people who watch Succession feel like is reading this book.
1: No, because honestly, as a person who watched Succession, this is like if Succession was written by I don't. I'm probably wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Succession feels like like a a, a straight fantasy. Like it feels mm-hmm. incredibly heterosexual. Yeah, but confidence is like if they put poppers in that tank with some glitter (laughs) and like maybe a bag of cocaine and they said okay we're gonna make it an hbo show so confident like in succession everyone is actually rich in confidence it's like these people conned their way into having this money, whereas right. Succession, like they they just had it because it's
0: giving Oceans Eleven, yes. So
1: it's like it's that. that
0: hustle, yes, red scoundrels, it's giving that energy, so
1: good, and it I'm it's just naming
0: movies, not yeah, other
1: books. It's giving, it's just giving. <laughs> um, okay, bye, Shadow. My
2: leg is cold now.
1: But truly, confidence, I think. This was just, like, such a wild, like, romp Mm -hmm. that I was... Every chapter I read, I was like, what the fuck is going to happen now?
0: Right, yeah. What's going on now? I couldn't tell you.
1: Every time I thought they were getting caught, I'm like, they're not getting caught. Yeah. It just, like, progressively kept snowballing into, like, oh my god, what is... What the fuck is going on right now? But, uh, I think Raphael is really good at constructing... This isn't, like, a... An unknown universe, if you will. Like this if you it's really grounded in reality in this book. Yeah. I can see this happening. I yeah. would probably fall for it.
2: It's
0: probably happened. I think I liked the
1: um Orson. Oh yeah, the name fucking Orson. <laughs> First of all, Ezra meeting Orson in like not juvie, but actually kind of juvie. Yeah.
0: Um so romantic.
1: Right? And then like it just like snowballing from the As soon as they like met, I was like, oh, this is gonna be bad.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And it just, like, kept getting progressively worse. And they... This book takes place over the course of, like, I think seven years?
0: Oh, a good chunk of time, yeah. Yeah,
1: because they're in Juvie, which is, like, right before the tail end of high school.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Orson is a year older than Ezra, if I remember correctly.
2: That sounds
0: right.
1: Yeah, because Ezra was still in school... And then Orson, they like move in together, mm-hmm. and they're kind of in this like relationship, but like not really. It's giving like Orson is this like DL dude that is just like really giving it to Ezra, mm-hmm. but then we'll be like, "So this is my girlfriend."
2: This
0: is my fiance. Yeah, yeah. this
1: is this is my wife. We're robbing her yeah. of her. It's, it's just it. I'm not kidding. All of that basically happens. But also so.
0: like introducing his wife to Ezra, being like. This is my wife, and also this is my boyfriend, and this is my boyfriend's boyfriend. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's just like it's really, it's really something. Yeah, I think if you're looking for like a thriller in terms of like the, the, the I felt like this was off the rails,
0: dramatic tension. Yeah, it was yeah. really is uh, gripping.
1: The end, like no joke. <laughs> the end. There's like a death that happens that oh. I was like. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, A climax.
1: <laughs> yeah it it was just like out of nowhere. Um, it get it just kept getting progressively worse. Everyone in the story is terrible. There's like no mm-hmm. one to root for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's just well, except there's one person root for that brings it all down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's fucking crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly.
0: It's like one of those books where you can't talk about it without giving spoilers because you hit a point where you're like, I can't tell you about that because that's like a good twist. But I also really want to talk about that scene.
1: Yeah, no joke. I so read I, the book and then truly DM us. Th- yeah, <laughs> and also like not for nothing, if I were told that any of these books were getting turned into a show, if someone said I would be happy. But if someone said confidence, yeah. I would be like, oh shit. It's yeah. on. Like I, I want to watch this. Yeah, I would pay for a subscription service to watch this. Ooh. Yeah, I already paid for HBO. Oh, hubba. Yeah, hubba.
0: Um. Okay, my first thing is Nimona. Oh yeah. yeah. Hmm.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I loved it so much. It's really good.
1: Yeah, I. Was that episodes or just a movie?
0: It's just a movie, which I think was kind of smart because it is just like a single comic or it's like a single graphic novel outside of like some web comics or like maybe some like extra pages just for like Patreon stuff. I don't think that uh, Noah ever added anything extra to the story Yeah, as far as I know. And someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just really good. I liked it a lot. I love the comic. It's, like, one of my all-time faves, also, yeah. mostly because it's, like, super short, so I love giving it to people because it's, like, so easy to read, and it's just, like, very nice and sweet. Yeah. But I I really like the show. I like the changes they made. I liked...
1: What's, like, a main difference between them?
0: Um, so I think, like, the main difference, and I feel like this has to be true, but as again, it's been a minute since i read the comic. You start the, they, you start the comic and, um baluster has been like exiled from the kingdom like for a long time. He's like a known villain, mm-hmm. and that's like why Nomona seeks him out because he's like supposed to be like the big bad. So there's like a lot of like a lot of mystery and tension between why he has such a, like a contentious relationship with um, Ambrosius mm-hmm. Golden Line. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you're just like starts off with being like, well, obviously they hate each other because one mm. of them is like the bad guy. And one of them is the good guy. And then it's yeah. like, oh, there's some complications here. They have like a past. And then I think you later find out like what happened.
1: The past is that they like to kiss each other.
0: Well, and then he got framed for murder. Yeah. But that's like how the movie starts, basically, mm-hmm. um, is that like seen as like the catalyst of the whole story. But I really like that. I think it made it, like, more interesting dynamic. I think it would have probably been too slow, maybe, to build to that for kids. Because I think it's definitely... Not aged down, because the original comic isn't, like, mature. But it's definitely, like, made in a way that's, like, intentionally geared towards, like, probably, like, older kids, teens. Yeah. In addition to, like, probably older audience that might be more familiar with the comic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it, and the animation was really good, and all the voice actors are really good, and it made me cry every time I watched it. Can we it. talk
1: about the cast? Can you get? Do you still have the cast up on your phone?
0: Yeah. What do you want to talk about?
1: Um, can you just read the cast to me?
0: Okay. So, as the titular uh uh-huh. Chloe Grace Moretz,
1: amazing, as, truly um, voice acting.
0: <laughs> Honestly, as Ballister Boldheart, Riz Ahmed,
1: mm-hmm, amazing um, job,
0: astounding, did a really good job as a little um, sad boy. Yeah love a sad boy um as ambrosius golden line we have eugene lee yang
1: love is that their first excuse me is that mm. their first like foray into voice acting
0: i think that's like their first big role if i imagine being a person on the internet they've done some kind of voice acting for maybe smaller creators at some point or yeah. some like kind of smaller projects. i feel like
1: youtube people are always wind up in something not like a five nights at freddy's but like the um the ink machine, Bendy and the Ink Machine, there mm. were so many YouTubers who, like, lended their voice to, like, little voice clips that you mm. find all around.
0: That sounds right. I mean, yeah. I feel like if you're a specific kind of YouTuber who is located in Los Angeles or California area and mm-hmm. have, like, ties to the comedy world there, so, like, any yeah. kind of... I can't think of the name of, like, the big comedy club that everyone works at. But, like, that you just, like, are all friends with each other. So you all, like, get each other gigs. And you all yeah. kind of, like, do improv and bleed into each other and do stuff. So Absolutely. there's a lot of overlap. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then can you keep going through the list? Because I, I feel like there's some big names there. There was
0: some more. um As the director, Francis Conroy.
1: There we go. Yeah, Francis... When I was watching it, and I was like, why do I know this person's voice? Mm-hmm. I looked it up, and I was like, oh, shit.
2: Mm-hmm, Francis mm-hmm.
1: Conroy, truly... The voice The voice cast for this movie is stacked.
0: It's really good.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a Netflix uh It's thing, a right?
0: Netflix thing, yeah. And it was originally supposed to be... On Amazon, um, right? Amazon, which was like honestly kind of disappointing because you know fuck Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. but they dropped it at one point. It was in like weird production hell. Yeah, um, it was like maybe getting shelved. It really, I think it got yeah, it got picked up by Netflix and they like really saved it. So, yeah, and I think they did a really good job. It's it seems to me, and I don't have any personal claims to this, but through, like, Mm -hmm. social media that I've seen that Andy had, like, a lot of influence on how the production was run and, like, how the characters were drawn and, like, all the art directing and also, like, presumably with the script writing (laughs) because I think they're credited as, like, a writer as well as, like, the creator of the thing and stuff. So that's, like, always, like, nice when the original creator is, like, really, really involved in a project. It usually turns out really good
2: yeah
1: would you like to <laughs> dip into the next thing since that uh, you were doing such a good um le- uh, you know like a little bit of um segue is the word i'm looking for <laughs> it a
0: segue should i yeah i mean i have another book to talk about but
1: <laughs> i mean we'll let you save that thing for last as it'll sound let's
0: do that yeah well.
1: okay so, my next book... I don't think you were here for this interview. I
0: was not, no.
1: No. We... That
0: was the night my, my car windshield got broken.
1: Oh, <laughs> shit. And I was downstairs recording this while you you were calling me.
0: And I was... Not, well, no, I didn't call you until afterwards, but yeah.
1: Yeah. The book that I'm talking about right now is called I Will Find You by Sarah Lou First of all, talking to Sarah was so nice. Yeah. She was so sweet. Aw. I had... I've never had such a, like an encouraging conversation with someone before, like a like an author before, yeah. Who like had no knowledge of me previously. Mm-hmm. So like Paul Kacha is always super super sweet and mm-hmm. is like always offering advice if I need anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever I tweet something that is sort of funny at Ryan Lasala, uh-huh. he's like very he's oh, I could send him something stupid and he'll respond. She to stays
2: it. online, yeah. yeah.
1: But I feel like i have such a great time with sarah just in general like Mm -hmm. she's such a sweetheart Mm -hmm. um this book was really interesting because i we were sent this book um and this is like absolutely a thriller it's a it's a person who is trying to work out how they're like girlfriend of the past year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like she passed away,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she's trying to figure out like what happened, mm-hmm. and she's going through this experience where um, she is seeing her girlfriend. I'm I'm forgetting her girlfriend's name. Yeah, Leah Leah Vestiano is the um, is the girlfriend. Leah mm. um, passes away. Okay. And Chase is, like, having a hard time accepting this. Mm-hmm. And Chase is, like, working through the memories to see, like, what happened. Like, am I blamed for this? Like, did I have any hand in this? Mm-hmm. And it's really her dealing with, like, grief, mental health. Um, Sarah handles it in a, a really interesting way. And I think that um, Chase's character...
2: Mm -hmm.
1: for for those of you who read Pretty Little Liars, but also, like, any kind of, like, teen show in terms of, like, there's an ensemble cast, if you will, Mm -hmm. there's always that one person that, like, kid starts taking, like, Adderall because, and they're already, like, an overachiever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm taking Adderall because I need to be, like, the top, like, 1% of my class so I can get into what, like, it's like Mm -hmm. that. And it... Was just, like, written in such a very interesting way. And it's, like, a kind of a back and forth trying to figure out, like, what happened that summer. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been taking... I've been, like, on these, like, basically speed. I've been Mm -hmm. on speed for however long and I'm, like, losing bits of this. Mm -hmm. And people are having to explain it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just written in such, like, an interesting way. And the idea of, like, having to be perfect Mm -hmm. um, at such a young age, like, it... I cannot fathom that. I knew that I wasn't going to be going to school like that, so mm-hmm. I felt maybe less pressure to be, like, the valedictorian mm-hmm. and, like, get straight A's and, like, this, is that. But, like, in this universe, it's very much like, we expect you to go to, like, Ivy Leagues. So we expect mm-hmm. you to behave like this. We expect you to do this. And Chase's girlfriend, her mom is, um, like, a... Uh, she has, like, a a TV show of some sort. It's, like, a baking show. mm mm-hmm. um, And they both have, like, Chase and Leah both have, like, expectations placed on them. mm mm-hmm. um, And they... Leah's just gets to her, like, in a bad way. mm um, But it's just, like, kind of one of those. So it's very different than, like, the other things that we've spoken about where, like, we re- read a lot of, like, romantic YA. Yeah. This is kind of, like, I'm digging through the grief of, mm-hmm. like, the loss of... You know, a loved one, possibly like first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. First love, if you will.
2: hmm
1: Brendan, it's just such a it's so interesting. And I think that Sarah is a really talented author. And and I had just such a nice time talking to her.
2: That's nice. Yeah.
1: I think if you're looking for like a thrilling mystery style book, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this would be really good. True. But yes, that was all about I Will Find You Again by Sarah Leo.
2: hmm
1: And um if you ever get the chance to talk she's just like such a sweetheart. I cannot express that enough.
0: Maybe when her next book comes out. Yeah.
1: I told her that like I was interested in writing. She's like you should write. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah.
0: Just do it.
1: Yeah. It was just like nice to talk to her. I love that. Yeah. Part of the nice thing about this podcast is just making new friends.
0: Making new friends. Mm-hmm. What's your next thing? My next my next book um is um making love with the land, which is
1: I almost put that on my list because the <laughs> the po- so I am not kidding. <laughs> you know I love to talk about grief. Um It's it's my favorite thing. Uh, the referral of like grief as a garden. Mm-hmm. It's like part of my life now. Oh, yeah, interesting. Because it it makes so much fucking sense. Mm-hmm. I like verbalize it differently than the way that that book does. Mm-hmm. But like. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. I just, I'm not getting. I almost put that in this pile, and I was like, "I'm hoping Sophie will." Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I did. And I did. What again? <laughs> um, no, it's like the probably actually, honestly, the best book I read this year. Probably like some of the best prose I've read in mm-hmm. a very long time. Like absolutely astounding yeah. use of language, um, and energy, and it just like every fucking. I like. I'm not. Opposed to like writing in books i think it's kind of silly to have a physical book and be like scared of writing in it because like it's your book and yeah if you like want to
1: take notes and take that.
0: notes or express yourself like, yeah just fucking do it it's i think it's weird when people are like i like special editions collector's editions fancy things like that i understand but just like a book that you really love i feel like you should do whatever you want and i was literally like going to town i have so many things like circled and written down i have like notes in this i i love this book i want to read it all the time
1: i love that it's
0: such a good book it really it's so fucking beautiful
1: like it's about like a few different subjects um was there a specific subject in the book that for you like stuck out
0: i mean i think like anytime like gender expression was talked about was really powerful just Mm -hmm. like Because I find the different, like, cultural significance of gender expression, especially in, like, First Nations people, Mm -hmm. really beautiful. But just, like, again, the way that, like, the prose is written is such, like, a weird... It's, like, a visceral experience to, like... I don't know. I can't... I don't know if I've, like, read anything that's not... That's been, like... I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not like a crazy crazy reader. So obviously like I'm not saying that this doesn't exist, but personally, I don't know if I've, I've read anything that's been written like in this century that has such like a dynamic way of phrasing, like emotion and feelings that like you just understand visually like what the author is talking about when they're talking about things. Yeah. It just like makes so much sense the way that language is used and like the image it paints in your mind.
1: Have you ever seen those like videos of people who are like let's say making a smoothie and they add, <laughs> add a, I, I know the sounds silly, they add a scoop of something in. Uh-huh. And then it slowly like turns like violet or something. Uh-huh. And it's just like so pleasing to watch.
0: So satisfying videos.
1: Yeah, well I hate to say I hate to say that. But like <laughs> the way that the way that I think it's Johnny, right? Johnny Garza Villa? Uh... Oh, no. Sorry. I'm, you're I'm looking literally at that. Literally yeah. You're looking
0: at a different book that's in front of you? Yeah. Um, no. I'm gonna look it up because I'm gonna get it wrong.
1: Yeah. The way that they write is just incredibly visual. Joshua Whitehead. Yeah, does that make sense? It's, like, visual writing. Yes. I don't... Yeah. It, it was just, like, the thing... I can, like... It was relaxing.
2: hmm A
1: lot of it. Obviously, the things that were uncomfortable are not relaxing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like... The way that I would actively pay to buy this in audiobook form
0: just to hear the
1: words said to me.
0: Well, I would actually. Yeah, honestly, I would. um, And,
1: you know, I'm not an audiobook person. It feels like magical realism, but it's not like that's not the right phrase.
0: No, the thing you're saying about the audiobook is good, I think, because there is a pretty significant portion, especially in some of the later stories, because they're kind of just like little they're like they're short like journal stories. Entries on this. Yeah, I mean it's really just kind of like these beautiful essays that are written about like Joshua's personal experiences. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of um, Cree language in the book, which I think I did while I was beginning to read the book look up translations as I was reading to kind of get a full understanding of, like, Mm -hmm. what was being said, but at the same time, like, the further into the book I got, the less I was, like, interested in that, because Mm -hmm. I still could, like, feel, like, I felt like I understood what was being said and felt, like, the emotion behind it without literally understanding the words being used. Yeah. But... I think it would probably be really nice to listen to that and have it be pronounced correctly, or yeah. as opposed to whatever I'm saying in my head, which I'm sure is not correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: think having Joshua—if I mean—if they wanted to, I'm not saying they have to. Um, it would just be like interesting to hear them do.
0: Oh, specifically? Yeah. Yeah, I would just hope that they would have whoever's doing it, someone who's part of the creation. The Asian. right person. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I <clears throat> I had. I think that book was difficult to read because as much as, like, I... I'm not... I don't want to say that I enjoy, like, books about, like, grief, but I think that, like, the way that people... Everyone talks about it differently. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: and I... The entire book is not about that. I would like to say that. But the pieces that, like, stuck to me, I think, for me, gave me a way to describe the way that, like, grief affects people. Yeah. Um, in a different way. It actually, like, gave me words to describe it yeah and just like the parts about like family and just like the love that you have for like your relatives is just was just so beautiful Mm -hmm. um and also like the conversations about you know sexual interactions that a person doesn't want to have like it it Mm -hmm. just so much of it was written in such a way that was just, like, very raw, but it was also, like, I could close my eyes and see it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was written in, a, a, again, a very visual way, which I know that doesn't make sense, but, like, it was, like, I felt at peace reading it. Mm-hmm. Even at the in the pieces that were, like, uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it felt good to read this book.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful prose.
1: Truly. Fucked up. Astounding. Yeah. Phenomenal I haven't writing. read, I think, the year previously we, we did, we read a book of poems or like a selection of poetry by mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. And that was cool because we got actually got to talk to that author,
0: yeah.
1: um, which was really cool to like hear the poetry being read aloud.
0: hmm
1: Obsessed with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's always, yeah, it's always interesting to hear poetry performed, but.
1: Yeah. Also- I want to be like sitting in a field with like the person who wrote the poetry and mm-hmm. I'm just like, like this. And they're just like reading. You know? Should Sophie sh- shook their head just so everyone understands. It just
0: sounds so cringy.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> cringe factor, huge.
0: Cringe but free.
1: Yeah. I, honestly, a lot of me is cringe but free. I'm
2: cringe. Cringe but, I'm free.
1: but free, but we'll think about this later. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, my last book, because there's here, and there's one thing that Sophie and I both agree on that will go last.
0: Can you guess what it possibly could be?
1: Um, the thing we're talking about is Andrew and Santee were here by Johnny Garza Villa.
0: Also, was was also considered putting in, that, in my little list.
1: I just, um, I had such a nice time with these kids. It was stressful. So in a stressful. nice way. and by In a nice way, I mean that, like, we haven't read anything like this before. We've. I wrote Indivisible, I think,
2: mm-hmm. is
1: by Daniel Altman. Oh, the poet we were talking about was Emmanuel Xavier, P.S. Mm-hmm. And then it's Indivisible, uh, Daniel Illman. Okay. Um, that talks about someone's parents getting deported mm-hmm. and the kids being left in the States. Yeah. Um, and like the fallout from that. Mm-hmm. This deals with. Um, a young teen getting deported to, I believe they wind up in Mexico city.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But this book was like very heart wrenching because it's, it's very realistic um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like, this is a thing that happens to people. Mm -hmm. But the, the, like the lightness of the story that was really beautiful was it's under um, their like, (laughs) Gender expression is super great. Love that. Mm-hmm. And just the conversations about art in this was really fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like we like had a good back and forth about that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I always love to ask you, like, okay, art is happening and it's painting. Yeah. How do you feel?
0: Probably not good. Not good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you feel okay in this? No, I
0: felt pretty okay. Yeah. Okay. I think, like... Nothing, I can't, nothing stood out enough that I can still remember being annoyed by it now. Yeah. I feel like there was maybe... Probably in the moment
1: there was something. There's,
0: like, one... There's, like, I think there's a moment where they kind of do, like, a really big art piece, like, in one night, which mm-hmm. always sort of drives me insane. Because I not. mean, as a person who, like, studied art in school, so yes, that is, like, a normal thing for a person to be like, yeah, I literally stayed up all night and I finished this painting at 9 a.m. and it's still wet and critiques at 11. mm mm-hmm. But also it's like an insane thing to do and I think it happens a lot more in books and movies and TV shows than it does in real life yeah but because there's certain
1: mediums you have you have like, to let them dry to do anything to them yeah yeah um, I don't necessarily have to deal with that
0: yeah in my it's also art world. hard to describe art in books because I feel like you could do. There's, like, two options. You describe, like, the feeling or, like, a general idea of what the imagery is and then maybe, like, sort of give, like, a stylized, like, description of it. And then you leave it up to the reader's interpretation. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, like, letting them decide what the art looks like. Yeah. Or you can, like... Hyperly describe it to the point where you like don't want people to have any kind of like question about what it looks like and that is usually pretty boring yeah. because it's like okay I'm just reading Not like a list like the... a Wikipedia list of a yeah. description um which I don't think happens in this book no but I it's, think like, it was like up to interpretation yeah
1: this portrait is a a young person with like a wig yeah
0: sleigh and no. they're booting the and house they're booting, down
1: they're booting. um no it was it wasn't that good, Sophie? Sorry, jeez, You're so fucking right. Um, no, D- Johnny did a great job describing the art that Onder does, mm-hmm. um, and also like the cover of this book is beautiful. Yes,
2: yeah, um,
1: very painterly. Yeah, I love, I love Santi's like cactus hair.
0: Yeah,
1: a little a little succulent hair.
0: It's so cute, right? I
1: I think their their story is really sweet. I think again, family is so important in this
0: book. Yeah.
1: And I I loved the parents in this book. They were like, don't fuck around. I love mm. you so much. Mm, <laughs> it was yeah. just like, I will beat your ass because I I love you. Yeah. But not in a, like, an abusive way. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> if yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, no, it does.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just... I want to go to the restaurant, too. Oh, wanna-
0: yeah. It made me really yeah. just want to go to every fucking like Mexican plate. I just wanted... A giant plate of, like, homemade fucking food. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you a green... Are you a green... Are you Roja, or... Oh,
0: I salsa verde all day, every day. Yeah. But
1: also, I'm not opposed to Christmas. (laughs) To Christmas? Oh, both.
0: Yeah, red and green together.
1: That's so funny. Is that what... Is that what that's (laughs) called? That's what it's
0: called, yeah. Oh, my God, that's funny!
1: (laughs) Um, I love that that was, like, a a light point of contention in this book. It's, like... Mm. Salsa Verde? Um, actually... Did
0: I tell the story about the Taco Bell person dr- when we recorded this episode? Probably. No, maybe? One time I went to Taco Bell and I have green hair and this person was like, you got green hair, did you do that on purpose? And I was like, yeah, fucking duh. I mean, I didn't say that. I was like, haha, yeah, I did it on purpose. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> And they were like, okay, you're kind of weird. And I was like, whatever, man, give me my food. And then they were like, do you want any... Uh, sauce, and I was like, "Yeah, do you have Verde sauce still?" And they were like, "No." They're like, "That got discontinued." And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "You're so weird." And I was like, "What the
1: fuck?" You got dragged at Taco Bell <laughs>
0: for having green hair by and a teenager. And wanting, I'm sure through yeah, wanting a window
1: sauce. that is eight feet taller than the car.
0: <laughs> I think about that person every day, and I don't think they ever thought about me again. But <laughs> <laughs> I like Verde sauce. I don't know. And Curry I'm probably sauce? saying it in the whitest way possible, but probably. I'm also not going to do a, a bad no. accent
1: We won't that be would doing be worse. More. The only accent I make fun of is... British? Uh, yeah, the British accent. <laughs> the Gemma Collins accent.
2: Speaking of And Spanish then I got Collins. that,
1: and I... Oh, no! Oh, no! Because I was doing the Gemma Collins voice!
0: You spelled champion everywhere.
1: Oh, <laughs> Oh, God! <laughs> girl (laughs) dumb bitch disease
0: (laughs) is it on the couch yeah did you spill it in the couch yeah oh my god we're gonna have a light interlude while brendan mops up the fucking (laughs) Back to our regular schedule program.
1: <laughs> so I was trying to do a Gemma Collins accent, and uh-huh. I dumped a glass of champagne into the couch. Into I, the couch. Should I try to do the Gemma Collins no, voice? No,
0: I don't think you should. I'm scared.
1: There's nothing that could
0: happen. Okay. <laughs> now that you've said that. <laughs> it's a lot of bookshelves above our heads. Why would you say that? <laughs>
1: Don't Final Destination me <laughs> while I'm being recorded.
0: This is our In Memor- Memoriam podcast episode.
1: And then I got there, and I realized this is some serious stuff. That is exactly a thing that Jim McCollin says. Yeah. And just like...
2: <laughs> I'm
0: claustrophobic, Darren. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> was- Speaking of British
0: sticky of fresh.
1: Would you like to uh I don't know, talk about Heartstopper?
0: I would love to talk about Heartstopper and mean. literally nothing else. You're unwell. I'm unwell. Um nothing occupies my brain anymore except uh Heartstopper and all of the things about Heartstopper the way that it is and yeah. it, it is, yeah. Yep um we already made two full episodes about this show that we watched yeah so i think we should still talk about it (laughs) i think there's room for more i think there's room for more
1: um phenomenal
0: show stopping uh another club Mm -hmm. yeah exactly
1: um, this is the reason I go to therapy, this show. No, I I'd love to see uh, mental health not going well on the TV show and going, you know what? I don't think I am in a space that I can say this is bad.
0: Oopsies. Yeah. These children. My yeah. son. These bitches. They are my Me sons. looking at
1: a time going, you should be in therapy, and me going, I should probably be in therapy.
0: Oh. oh.
1: Yeah. And then here we are.
0: We'll be in therapy in season three. Yeah. Um, season three of Heartstopper just finished filming, uh-huh. like, last week. So there's been some fun little snippets that are going around the internet uh, about the next season. And I hope they make another one, but I don't know if they will. Because the sixth volume that's coming out next year is going to be the last volume of the books. hmm
1: uh-huh. So... And that's not in this, this...
0: I believe the third season that is coming out is going to be volume five and maybe part of volume four i don't remember where the volumes stop and with where the story so ends we
1: um are getting the i think based on the comic um i think the show ended before charlie said like got the response of like i love you we didn't send it yeah, so I think that is before the beach, which is this, the scene that they just filmed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in terms of like, Nick has a shirt off at the <laughs> beach. Because they've already been to the beach. <laughs>
0: that was like the first day that they filmed, I think. Yeah. Or the first day that people saw them filming, anyway, because the internet went wild.
1: Yeah. I think they'll probably have to do another season.
0: I'm hoping that they don't have the Netflix curse and get stuck with three seasons and it's canceled. Heartstopper
1: is doing very well.
0: Yeah, but Netflix is really dumb and they like to cancel shows that are doing well.
1: Yeah, but this one is doing, like, like actually doing well. Yeah. I would say. Versus, like, people like this show. Yeah. Heartstopper is, like, the cast... the always cast is on, on the top of
0: my keep-watching list. Yeah. I don't know why that keeps happening. It's so weird. always there. It's so
1: weird. It's so obsessed with me. It's
0: like, it's always in my keep-watching list. Like, I just keep watching it. I
1: stay watching it. It's
0: like I'm just watching the first two seasons on loop, but I don't do that. That would be weird. It would be weird. Um,
1: <laughs> no, why are you
0: raising your eyebrows.
1: I was responding to the champagne that I just felt on my foot.
0: No, I, well, I'll I'll tie back into where I was earlier. Yeah. I think the reason that Heartstopper is such a good show is because Alice Osmond is so involved with the production of the show. Yeah. Like, literally on set with them while they're filming. Yeah. As one of the writers in the writers' room, as one of the, like, lead creators on the show. Yep. Um, And obviously, like, care a lot about these characters, I think. They've said in the past that, like, Nick and Charlie are, like, the first characters they ever really wrote. Yeah. Because they started with, um, like, that storyline. And then, like, Solitaire, which is their first book, is about Tori, theoretically. But it's all about the Heartstopper cast as well. So I think there's just, like, a lot of love involved with the show, and it's really nice. And I also just, like, love seeing all of the little, like, queer babies that are on the show getting, like, jobs and stuff and doing things. Because... There's a good chunk of them that are like obviously like the adult cast. We've got was, like, Olivia Coleman is like a big hitter. You've got a lot of like yeah. really strong. Actors Even when there. she's
1: photoshopped into a scene.
0: I don't I think the lighting was just really bad in that one shot.
1: No, she's photoshopped <laughs> into that school scene. She's not there. She
0: wasn't present. No. Oh no. Um,
1: she was She not. was
0: not in the entire show. She was at all. probably
1: filming The Crown, honestly. Body double. Yeah.
0: Um no, but I think the reason the show is so nice is because like a lot of the like smaller cast is like people who have only been in really small roles or they've this is yeah. like literally their first job
1: and you can see them getting better with, like every episode. It's so cute
0: and they're like actual like little babies. Is it Yasmin? Yeah, Yasmin Finney.
1: Um, I think Elle. she has gotten better at acting as the show has gone on. Yeah. Also, this there's more script for they. For, yeah, they
0: expanded her role a lot, and I think yeah. they. I like that they seem to kind of do that with the side characters, which is a thing you don't get in the comic.
1: Yeah, so the comic is really about Nick and Charlie, and then it start, you start to learn more about everyone else as it goes forward. But, like, a good chunk of it was, like, establishing Nick and Charlie, and that was kind of, I feel like, reflected in the first season. Yeah. Because with the Paris trip that happened in season two, I think I told you this, too. That's when you kind of start learning about the other characters more. Mm -hmm. And season two, I think we got more episodes that weren't just about Nick and Charlie.
0: Well, I was going to say, I don't think there's like any point in the comics still that doesn't branch off of Nick and Charlie's perspective. Yeah. Like you, the parts of the other characters you learn is because they're telling it, saying that to one Mm -hmm. of them. Or they're they're, sharing a
1: story. It's like back
0: dialogue and like. Oh, like a crowd scene. Like it's not ever like we're focusing on these people. Mm -hmm. But we do get a lot of that in season two. And I hope we get more of it in season three because I'm really pulling from a girl Imogen. I know she can do it. I know she can be in a a relationship that is nice. Um, (laughs) I'm begging. (laughs) We'll see about that. Please.
1: Yeah. No, I hope so, too, because even in the thing that we just watched that has that actress in it.
0: She was so cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's very cute, but that was, that's the, I hated her in that.
0: She was terrible, but we were supposed to hate her. Yeah,
1: we weren't supposed to like her. She was
0: just a disaster buy. Yeah, yeah. she was, scheming. that was great.
1: <laughs> she was scheming.
0: She was scheming. Yeah, I could literally talk about the show for hours. I know you can. And I probably have, and I will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. But it's just like really nice. I'm
1: surprised Young Royals wasn't on your list. That's why I left it off. Young Royals yeah. is a mess.
0: Yeah, young. I didn't want to do. I wanted to do too many. I didn't want to do too many shows. Yeah. Also, we didn't do an episode about Young Royals.
1: No, but it's something that like we both. I mean, we can.
0: I mean, season three is coming out in March, and it's the final season. So yeah. maybe we'll do a mega episode a about all three seasons. Yeah. If you're looking for something that's has similar. Uh, queer energy but is a little bit more traumatic, a little bit more realistic and also Swedish, you it's, should watch Young Royals. It's
1: <laughs> like if HBO A, bon-
0: a, a bonus edition. Yeah. This is our top five plus Young Royals.
1: Yeah, it's like if HBO wrote Heartstopper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Um. Yeah, no. It's very good. I hope it gets more seasons but we'll see. Heartstopper? Heartstopper. Young I... Royals has been confirmed it's only going to be three seasons.
1: Yeah. I think that... It- <laughs> Hard stopper will probably end with a fourth season.
0: I kind of wanted to have five, because I feel like we'll do three, which is, like, sort of ending with volume five, and then maybe... Maybe four. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love more, but also, I don't think it's a show that can sustain too long. Because no. unless they, like, lean into the fact that the actors are going to be older and also probably do more projects, so probably... Mm-hmm. Not as easy to schedule them together, yeah. and like maybe do flash forward things, which is a thing Alice has done in the comics. Yeah, that could work, but I don't. I don't think I would want to see more than five seasons of it.
1: No, I think that because Heartstopper does have an endpoint. Yeah, um, in the comic, and that is next year. Yes, is that like the beginning of the end, if you will? Um, the beginning of the end. Yeah. Sorry, girl. I think that. It's supposed to end there. Mm-hmm. And I forget which story happens, like, after... Alice has, like, a chart online of, like, where everything falls. Yeah. Um, and I know that something takes place, like, five months or, like, a couple years after, like, the ending of Heartstopper. Mm-hmm. I forget which... Oh, is that Radio Silence?
0: Radio Silence takes place...
1: During...
0: Radio Silence takes place after they graduate because Alad is the main character and they're in their last, they're in their senior year.
1: Yeah, and their sister was friends with, like, was in that group of people because they're older than Alad. Maybe. I think that's what happens there.
0: I have intentions to reread Radio Silence after I read all the Heartstopper books. I'm gonna, I'm going backwards
1: well, that's where we started.
0: I know. We started with Radio Silence, mm. but that was many years ago. Mm-hmm. I've since read the Hard comics and I'm caught up with that. And I've read, there's like a cute little novella that Alice wrote that I read because it just takes place during Christmas, so it's fun.
1: Oh, is it Nick and Charlie?
0: No, it's called This, is this Winter. Oh, Nick how was that? It's really cute. It's a little sad. Mm.
1: It's fine. That takes place in between um, book four and five, right? Yes. Because Charlie is away
0: yeah and nick and charlie takes place after Heartstopper. that's time jump so i haven't read that yet
1: that's the thing i was talking about Mm -hmm. that is the thing that takes place like a certain amount of time afterwards
0: Mm -hmm. but radio silence also takes place after that
1: yeah
0: um but i've also started reading solitaire which takes place before everything happens yeah so i'm getting the full lowdown
1: does that does that explain the Um, bedroom cup
0: the bedroom cup yeah Tori's just really thirsty and likes to be hydrated she loves diet lemonade. It's her favorite beverage.
1: Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: It's always diet lemonade. Love that. It's weird, diet yeah. lemonade, but it's like British lemonade, so it's actually like it's lemonade. Fizzy.
1: Oh. Fizzy.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but in my experience with British people, they call lemonade their version of lemonade is basically like Orangina. It's like a fizzy lemon. Orangina fruit drink. is fizzy. Yeah. In that bottle, or
1: spindrift? Oh yeah, yeah, sparkling. Yeah, like a sparkling beverage. Yeah,
0: so if you go to the UK and ask Mm -hmm. for lemonade, it'll ask for an orange
1: Fanta. They'll probably be
0: a yes, but it'll probably be a fizzy drink. Interesting. They don't have like lemonade like we have lemonade from oranges. Yeah, from oranges
1: from lemons from lemons lemons. I can't. I can't Mm -hmm. have
0: lemons. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Yeah. That was it.
0: That's it. I don't know. We read a lot. We read a lot of good books this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good queer television. We watched a bunch yes. of stuff that we haven't talked about. Yeah. I think, generally, it's kind of looking pretty pretty okay for a lot of queer media. We're we always struggling. There's stuff that got canceled that should not have been canceled. Warrior Nun. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, yeah, I never watched it. Uh, if you want to watch that weird ghost hunting show that's narrated by Kristen Stewart, but she's barely in it. I don't know if I can recommend it, but it was a weird experience.
1: It was not good.
0: I think I was having fun watching it with a group of people because we were kind of all making fun of it as it was happening. Yeah. But I don't know if I would say I enjoyed it.
1: I'm, like, not a person that loves shows like that, so I think I was incredibly critical of it. But I also walked in and waited what felt like 45 minutes to hear Kristen Stewart just go... And that was the ghost. Or, like, whatever.
0: Yeah, because she only narrates at the very beginning and the very end of the episode.
1: But I did say, like, okay, if she's going to be, like, the whole, like, you need to narrate, baby. Mm-hmm. And instead of these YouTubers doing the absolute worst selfie shots of themselves. And I mean it. Yeah. The absolute worst.
0: We've gone off topic.
1: Well, I'm just saying in terms of queer media. No, true. Um,
0: um, she did
1: get better in the next episode.
2: It's so true.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's any other, like, queer shit that I watched. I'm watching Suits.
0: You're watching Extremely Straight Show.
1: I'm watching incredibly heterosexual television. Yeah, I don't think... I feel like you watched more queer stuff than I did this year.
0: Hold on. Let me look this up, because I'm actually curious about probably all the stuff I did miss. And then also, if we didn't talk about whatever amazing queer books everyone else read this year tweet at us
1: yeah um (laughs) if there are books that you would like for us to talk about please let us know i know that we have a few books that are in our roster that we would like to
0: there's not a lot of gay stuff that happened this year yeah all right well
1: that was our 2023 our top five um i know we used to do a top 10 but um
0: well, I so can do my of top books- ten favorite episodes of Heartstopper. No. Um,
1: see, okay, so number so one. So, I think is- what happens <laughs> is that when we do a top ten, so many of our things overlap.
0: Yeah. It's hard to parse apart stuff because I feel like when we were doing our top ten, we were basically probably doing, like, a top four or five or six anyway.
1: Yeah. And also, like, not for nothing, there were only five things here for us all together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And three of them overlapped. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's be honest here.
0: We have similar tastes.
1: Yeah, we like It It's like that. we're friends. It's almost like we have matching tattoos.
0: I don't hear that.
1: Uh, who said that?
0: Okay, so my top ten Heartstopper episodes... And there's only 16 to choose from because there's eight in each season. So, so
1: thank you so much for okay, listening so to Super lit the Super Podcast.
0: My least favorite first star Show you my most favorite. So I think most what, what should last.
1: happen is that so, I really um, like you've been listening, to, Super lit, you've been listening <laughs> to the Super Lip Podcast. My name is Brendan Patrick. That is Sophie <laughs> Green. too. And really like that. we look forward there. to talking has, like, to you in the year 2024. <laughs> thank you so much okay, for listening to us so this my year. I'm begging for you to stop talking, Shadow. Please. Oh,
0: she got flipped. Yeah, Shadow. What's your favorite heartstopper episode of the season? You know what.